Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Welcome to Reclaiming Your Sacred Path here on Pagans Tonight Radio Network, where every night is Pagans Tonight. I'm your host, John Anastasio, and I'm coming to you from Clinton, Washington, on beautiful Whidbey Island here in Washington State, where I run a healing practice I call Center for Power and Healing, offering Reiki energy healing, shamanic healing, personal growth coaching based on the book, Reclaiming Your Sacred Path. And I'll tell you more about that later. But I'm also, uh, I'm a, so I'm a Reiki master teacher, uh, I am a shamanic healer, and I'm also a member of the priesthood of the Karelian nativist tradition, and I'm delighted to be with you tonight. Um, my mission in all that work uh, and my aspiration is that I set stuck people free, and that's what I'm hoping that people will get from this show tonight and every time that we're on, which is the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m. Central, Central Time. Um, and that we find a little bit of freedom and, and a little bit of loosening of the grip of the things that bother us through learning new ideas and, and trying new things. And that's the song that we started with is one I wrote a number of years ago um, when I needed sort of an anthem for myself about, uh, well, about not letting the silence that was following my questions keep me from trying again to always remember to give it one more tomorrow. And we'll talk about those tomorrows, which follow from whatever you're doing today, as we go through tonight. Uh, we are live tonight, so you can call in anytime at 347-308-8222. And uh, I will try not to accidentally hang up on you, given that we're now in the last Mercury retrograde of 2018 as of today. So let's be vigilant in our communication, and we need to watch those impulsive retorts on Facebook. 
And uh, the good news is Venus goes direct tomorrow. So with Mercury, we may not get all the words right or the calls may drop, but we will get realigned on heart-based stuff. And so I'm no astrologer, but that's how it hits me. And uh, if you are one and you want to call up and correct me, I'm happy to hear from you. 347-308-8222. So I wrote the book, Reclaiming Your Sacred Path, and I'm doing this show to, to share with you my perspective of why we're here and how to go about realigning with our sole purpose for this lifetime or getting aligned with it for the first time. Um, maybe you've had an awakening moment where you have said, I know there's more to this than meets the eye. And so how do I begin to find it? Uh, and that's kind of what we're all about on this show. The specific subjects that we talk about are the metaphysics of our spiritual lives, uh, including divination of various kinds, manifestation, uh, healing, and anything else that you might find along your sacred path. If there's anybody you'd like to hear from, or if you have any questions or comments, uh, please contact me at uh, john, J-O-N, at powerandhealing.com. After 24 episodes of this show through the spring, I took the summer off and I'm resuming tonight, or I resumed a couple of weeks ago with episode 25. Um, If you want to listen to those first 24 episodes, you can visit my website, which is www.powerandhealing.com. I've got some amazing interviews in there with some some really terrific people uh, who have a lot to say about how they found their sacred path. And... So again, we're on the, this show is on the first and third Thursdays of the month, and uh, it's at 8 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, and uh, so tonight's, tonight, yes, that's when we're on, we are. Tonight's guest uh, is a man named Dr. Dennis Dossett, and he's going to be discussing an idea called conscious living, and this is a, it was a timely uh, situation for Dennis and I to agree to do this show because um, I did a, uh, a blog post a couple of days ago or a few days ago, I released it that I called the great forgetting. And um, the, the thing, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. I said some stuff about it um, last week or last show, but you know, this all begins from the idea that what we're talking about in terms of conscious living, in terms of, of, really reclaiming our sacred path is that we are all spiritual beings having a physical experience. As the saying goes, um, our eternal souls are just that eternal. Um, our bodies and minds may be in a continuous cycle of birth, life and death and rebirth. And we didn't necessarily ask for everything that happens to us in this lifetime or the consequences of those things. But everything that happens to us and that we initiate in this world of form has a lesson in it that will contribute to the evolution of our souls. And Dennis is going to have a lot to say about that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I certainly believe, I think um, a lot of us share the idea that between death and our next rebirth, we make an agreement with the people, the spirits, the ancestors who are working with us And after reviewing what we did in the lifetime that's now over, we think about, so how did we do on the lessons that we learned? And did we bypass any of them? Or did we not quite complete some? And we come to agreements about those things, about cleaning all that up, and also about 
new things that we may need to do for the continual growth and development of our souls. And so the, the, and the, the agreements that we come to are around the purpose that we're going to serve, the lessons that will most contribute to our soul's growth. And once we decide that mission, we, figure, we think about who will come with us. With whom do we have unfinished business? With whom do we need to create business? With whom should we best engage in this lifetime to come? And how can we contribute to other people's growth? So that's, if that's all true, that, you know, that's this, as I said in the blog, if that's all true, that's a great divine plan. So why don't we remember any of that once we get here? And, you know, there are a couple of theories about it. Uh, you know, the, the most common one being that the trauma of birth and the sort of delay in our, in our frontal lobes development uh, creates a, uh, enough time for us to lose track to lose sight of it, kind of like when you wake up from a dream and you remember it vividly, and then a couple hours later, you just can't bring it back. Um, and I, that's what I call the great forgetting. We go through all of that process of, of deciding what we're going to be doing in this lifetime and what this lifetime is for, and then we forget it. On top of the forgetting is we get trained from the time we're very young to be what the world says is successful. Right. We are taught that if we do the things that we're supposed to do, that we'll have the good life and then we'll be happy. And the reason that I wrote the book and the reason that we are having this conversation and so many other people have written books on similar subjects and had similar conversations is that we all of us, most of us, end up at a place in our lives at some point where we say, what am I doing here? How did I get here? How am I on this path? What is it that, uh, that this is all about? And I see that I have a caller, and I'll get to you in just a minute. Um, I just want to get through a few, a few ideas here, and then we will, we will connect with you. So if there is anyone you'd like to hear from, or if you have any comments or questions, just remember to contact me at john, J-O-N, at powerandhealing.com. And the thing about this forgetting is that we forget not only that agreement that we made in the in-between time, we also, we, we know we've lived before, but we have trouble remembering that maybe without help or without um, certain spiritual experiences that, that give us glimpses into all of that. And remembering the great remembering, if you will, is when we are done with this life and we suddenly become that energetic being that we truly are and we drop the body and we, it's all we are is that energetic, our, our energetic self, our soul self. And then we remember all of it. And so in between, it would be helpful to have some information about what lessons we may have been learning uh, in past lives and what lessons the experiences we've had in this life have been teaching us. And this is what Dennis does. He helps people engage with these questions and helps people learn to stay conscious so they can choose their next steps on their life path. And that's what this show is about, really, is taking control of the journey with the guidance of spirit, because we all have the ability to create our own independent relationship with spirit. And we go through a process of awakening. We create a vision for what we want that life to be like, ideally. And once you create your vision, what you know you are consciously living for, so you can stay conscious and awake 
and notice what you notice and choose how to respond to it in a mindful way to learn the lessons you came here to learn. So I'm going to take a short break now. I'm going to introduce myself to our caller and uh, get ready to bring Dennis on. So hang in there. And I am going to start up some music that is also just some guitar music to listen to for a couple of minutes before we get back. So we will be right back with Dennis Dossett. Stay with me. All right. Welcome back to Reclaiming Your Sacred Path. I'm here with Dennis Dossett, and uh, we're delighted to be with you tonight. And so um, Dennis, Dennis is practice. Well, I'll let Dennis tell you about his practice and a little bit about the book he's working on. Um, and uh, so, again, if you want to call in at any point tonight, the number is 347-308-8222. And Dennis, I want to welcome you to the show. Dr. Dennis Dossett. Welcome. Thank you, John. Good to be here. Well, good, good, good. So, uh, I read a preview. I've read a preview copy of your book, and I mean, it's so rich with information um, and guidance and practical sort of tips for conscious living. Um, but before we get into the content um, and the content of what we're really going to talk about today, so let's let's talk a little bit about you, about about yourself. You know, how you came to this work and what you do in your practice. <laughs> How I came to this work? How many? How many? How long is this program? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> About an hour. I think uh, uh, somewhere around the age of twenty, I think I was first exposed to 
some metaphysical ideas by uh, an uncle who sent me a couple of books for my birthday. And I was working nights in a sawmill going to college at the time. And I remember going out to my car at about 11.30 at night for an hour lunch break and uh, turning on the heat because it was February, March, and uh, reading these books about uh, reincarnation and so forth. It was fascinating. And um, I, I really, it really resonated with me. But I thought, you know, I, I don't get it. It's all water under the bridge. It's past, it's past life stuff. I don't get it. And I didn't really get it until I was uh, about the age of 60 um, when uh, I uh, started working with uh, Margaret now McElroy. Margaret was a deep trance channel for the energy healing of Maitreya. And Maitreya turned out to be one of the wisest teachers I have ever encountered. And Maitreya suggested that I become a past life therapist. Uh, well, uh, okay. Um, he hasn't steered me wrong so far, so I went for the training, and uh, since then, I've been doing this kind of work formally. In the interim, I was a uh, university professor, uh, industrial organizational psychologist, and I worked uh, at several major corporations as an industrial organizational psychologist. That I now regard as uh, another incarnation in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Great white lasted, <laughs> It didn't float my boat anymore. And what I found yep. really, really lighted my, my fire was to work with and for spirit. And so that's, that's what that's I do. A, yeah, that is a great story. I want, I want to talk about the specifics of, of what you do. But we were also talking before the show about, um, about the great forgetting and you know, that whole idea. And you had an interesting perspective on it. And I wonder if you would share that. Certainly. I, I love your blog. Uh, it, it really uh, resonated with me because I have, have thought about Thank this you. whole thing uh, uh, for quite some length of time. There's a couple of different ways of thinking about this. Um, I gave a class uh, just a week or so ago, uh, two classes, Past Life Energy 1 and Past Life Energy 2, and, and one of them was, why don't we remember past lives? The great forgetting is, mm-hmm. you label, I love that, type, that label. <clears throat> the, uh, in the ancient world, it was uh, presumed that the uh, gods dipped each soul into the river of forgetfulness before they were born. They did that. I never heard a reason, but that's, that's why it happened. The gods so decreed it to be the case. Um, I did hear a story from uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, which I assume probably comes from the Vedas or some uh, of the ancient uh, uh, Hindu literature. Uh, and the notion there was uh, uh, that God became the universe to uh, enjoy the one through the many. And so souls came to this earth plane, uh, not necessarily planet earth, but a, a planet of the dimensions, the energetic dimensions of earth, for the purpose of expanding consciousness, much like uh, Abraham's uh, notion of uh, you know, you're the leading edge of consciousness, the leading edge of creation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the problem turned out to be that it was like having uh, the questions on the exam the night before the test. Souls would come to this earth, and they knew what all the answers were, and so they just turned around and 
went back to bliss because life on the earth plane wasn't all that what it was cracked up to be. Uh, they weren't growing because they just they knew that where they came from, they knew that's where they belonged, and there was no reason to hang around this joint anymore. So they didn't. And at that point, uh, we had the development of the world of Maya, the world of illusion, uh, the world of uh, bipolar opposites, light, dark, up, down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we weren't allowed to remember because given the opportunity, we chose not to learn and consciousness. Uh, and so the only way to, to grow was to encounter the difficulties that we face here on the earth plane uh, and to grow through them, uh, to grow beyond them, to become better versions of ourselves. So no more of this having the uh, uh, test questions the night before the exam. Uh, now you get the questions and you're in the middle of life, that four-letter word called life, and you've got to come up with an answer. Um, and in doing so, if you do it properly, you learn more about who you are and, and who you are not. You are not this body. You are a spirit at a very basic level. Uh, but you also learn about relationships and you learn about cause mm -hmm. and effect. And you learn about all the things that we face in daily life through experience. There's a, a right. great quote I got just uh, last week, <laughs> the morning of the first uh, Past Life Energy One class. This comes from Abraham in Chicago, November 2nd, 1997. Words do not teach at all. It is your life experience that brings you your knowing. Mm -hmm. When you hear words that are a vibrational match to the knowing that you've already accumulated, then sometimes it's easier for you to sort it all out. That's very true. We learn through experience. Uh, mm -hmm. Think of it this way. How many lifetimes have you had to learn that 2 plus 2 equals 4? About as many lifetimes that you ever had uh, where there was the concept of number developed. Mm -hmm. 2 plus 2 equals 4. Why, why can't we remember something simple like that? Because that's simply knowledge. That's not wisdom. Wisdom mm -hmm. is what you gain through life experience. And that you carry forward with you from one lifetime to the next. Right. Wisdom right. is how you, you grow in consciousness and become a better version of yourself. Um, from a, the standpoint of a uh, past life therapist, there's a very practical reason, I think. Uh, most people would not, I think, would agree that life has many uh, ups and downs, and for a lot of them, a lot more downs than ups. And some of the downs are really mm -hmm. downs. Uh, we're aware of what we've been through in this lifetime. And a lot of people uh, just have horrendous stories of abuse uh, during childhood and, 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 and all kinds of nasty things. What would happen if you remembered all of those lifetimes that you've been through where those kinds of things occurred? Would you be able to actually cope with it in a positive fashion, would you be able to say, look, uh, this is a bunch of baloney, but I'm here to learn through this. 
and mm-hmm. I'm going to take it upon myself to do so. If we add the burden of all the stuff we've been through in literally thousands of lives, we probably would not be able to continue. We would just check out, uh, leave the body, and uh, not grow any further than that until we came back for another incarnation. Yeah, it would be overwhelming. We'd just be flooded flooded with all of those experiences and their emotional impact, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that when I, when I deal with my clients, uh, a lot of times there's just some pretty heavy stuff for them to uh, to learn to uh, accept, to learn to uh, cope with, to learn to deal with in a constructive mm-hmm. fashion. And hopefully from that, at least they have the opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, uh, I hear incredible uh, tales of what has happened in, in people's lives uh, just in this lifetime. We find that also in past lives as well. No different, really. When you leave this earth plane and you come back, you come back pretty much like you left it. The lessons learned, great. The lessons unlearned, well, they're still sitting there. You're basically mm-hmm. the same consciousness when you reincarnate as when you died in the previous lifetime. You right. just don't have the body and brain to go with that. Uh, and so what you bring forth is, is wisdom, not simple knowledge like 2 plus 2 plus 4 yeah. or um, uh, you know, all the things that we, uh, we chalk mm-hmm. up to mm-hmm. civilization and so forth. Right. Well, you know, it also it, it, it makes me think about... Um, I'm sort of drawing a distinction as I'm listening to you that, you know, some, some of the big picture concepts that, you know, like even some of the things that I talked about at the beginning about being a spiritual being, having a physical experience, these high level ideas are things that many people certainly listening on this network would, um, you know, would, would certainly say, yeah, okay. Uh, But really you're talking about doing the work of digging into your past experience in a manageable conscious way so that you can mine the lessons that are most important for you right now. Is that fair? I think that's absolutely spot on. And it's really a matter of uh, learning to become master of your life rather than the other way around. For Mm -hmm. most people on the planet, they are mastered by life. Some of that is conditioning, as as you've suggested previously. But a a good chunk of that is simply that... uh, uh, when the going gets tough, we just kind of hunker down and say, oh, woe is me, woe is me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm the victim here. When in fact, you know, there's a saying in metaphysics, uh, your thoughts create your reality. That's mm-hmm. not metaphysics. That's quantum physics. That is absolutely true. Your thoughts create your reality. Yeah, and thoughts are things. If you, if you repeat a thought frequently enough, it becomes a belief. And your beliefs are your thoughts on steroids. And your beliefs determine mm-hmm. what you see. And there's been a couple of Nobel Prizes based on, on those kinds of uh, research. We see what we believe. And so other people see mm-hmm. exactly the same situation, come up with a different conclusion of you know, guilt versus innocence, for example. Some of this was done with uh, uh, studies on uh, eyewitness testimony in, in uh, court, for example. Uh, is an eyewitness reliable? Well, 
do eyewitnesses come out with different stories? Why is that? Because they have different beliefs. They saw the same event with different eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's perception, right? That's that's perception exactly. and you know, interpretation based on your beliefs. I mean, it's a, if you think about kind of where we are right now in the United States with the national dialogue, if you can call it that, about so many important issues, um, it really is a situation where you can almost see certain, sometimes people looking at each other saying, how could we possibly be looking at the same thing and be so completely different in how we believe, in what we believe it means? The Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius uh, once wrote that... Uh, uh, exactly what you what you just said. What we are seeing is what we experience through our own belief system. Mm-hmm. There is no there is no objective truth. There's only our interpretation. Mm-hmm. And Matteo, one of my my wisest teachers, says there is no truth. I had a lot of problems with that for many years. I mm-hmm. edited about 15 years of his writings, and I finally found it one day in one of his newsletters. He said, there is one truth. My, my ears pricked up, and I was all waiting for the answer. And he says, it's the <laughs> one we all realize when we reach that level of understanding. And mm-hmm. that's the key. We have to understand things at a deep enough level before we really get it. Until then, it's just mm-hmm. words. Words do not teach at all. It's your life experience that brings you your knowing. Right, which is similar to Abraham talking about you have to be at the level of vibration to receive exactly. what's coming to you. Yeah, exactly. Well, then it's this kind of leading us to, I mean, you know, this is the kind of so what or the for what of the the past life work and, and the, the doing the shadow work. I mean, the deep, deep shadow work that we're talking about here that uh, so it brings us to the subject. I want to jump over some of what we plan to, to talk about the book itself and, and talk about, um, you know, and not just the book, but this whole idea of conscious living as opposed to being run by our fears and biases and beliefs. Um, so what do you mean by conscious living? How does, what does that look like? Well, very simply, uh, conscious living is about Intention, taking intentional charge of your life. Mm-hmm. If your thoughts create your reality, and either you agree with that or you don't, but on the assumption that you do, what is it that most people, what drives most people's behavior? And it turns out to be subconscious emotions. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's primarily the stuff of past life energy. Trey says there's three things we're here to do. Learn life lessons, balance karmic energy, and clear trapped or unused energies, he calls it. Most of that comes from, from past lives. He calls it unused energy. Could you, could you energy I'm sorry, that can't Dennis, be could, used right here and right now. Could you repeat those three things again? Uh, we're here to learn our life lessons, and we chose mm-hmm. those before we incarnated. Those are outlined in your astrological natal chart. Uh, we're here to balance karmic energy, both as a giver and as a receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about balance. And we're here to clear trapped energy, most of which comes from past lives. The trade says we live 80 to 85% of our lives in past life mode. We just don't realize, realize it because it seems so normal. 
It's always mm-hmm. been like this. But each of us has a unique soul history. Each of us has a unique combination of lessons learned and lessons not yet learned. Mm-hmm. And so we're as, as different as our astrological charts often uh, uh, indicate. It's just simply indicators of where we can look for clues about life lessons, clues about uh, karma, and clues about trapped energy that we need to release in order to mm-hmm. move vibrationally, become a better version of ourselves, also known as soul right. evolution. So when you when you work with people in in the work that you do in the past life work and the the inner work, um, I mean it's it feels to me I'm just getting the sense from from what you're saying I may be wrong that that it's really part of the sort of diagnostic process is looking at those three possibilities and saying which one is going on here or which combination of them is going on here. Yeah, if you ask the question, is it? Is it learning life lessons? Is it balancing karmic energy? Or is it clearing trapped energy? And the answer is yes. Right. <laughs> right. And there, and there are different ways to... Right. And so, so is it that when you begin to do the inner work, you discover what's best and most important to do right now? Yes. And I like the way you phrased that. My, my pause there was to uh, uh, reflect momentarily on, on the way that you said that. What we're going to do right now, because right now is not the same thing as what it was in your life plan, which was your astrological natal chart. That's the way you came wired when you were born. You're not mm-hmm. the same person you were when you were born. You're not the mm-hmm. same person you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, right. last week. Uh, if I go a couple of weeks without the... Uh, uh, kind of being plateaued and feeling like I haven't learned something, I get a little antsy. Mm-hmm. Because now I I know that's where I, that's what I want. I can taste it. And when I feel like I'm uh, I'm holding myself back, uh, I have to remind myself to have patience that all good things come at the appropriate time. Not when I mm-hmm. want it, but when I'm ready for it. When I can really understand what it's about and understand my role in whatever the situation is I'm involved in in life and mm-hmm. what my options are and how I can best take control of my future. And so when we right. deal with past lives or something, anything like that, uh, it's understanding in order to heal the past. It's understanding in order to uh, uh, deal with the present moment Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the purpose is to create a more desirable future. Right. It isn't just enough to deal with past life energy and say, well, that's all gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where does it leave? <laughs> uh, right. Now what? Where are we going? Yeah. You know, and in the book, early on in the book, you identify three practices that lead to soul evolution. And that's a really important thing. Uh, you know, three things that you've identified that, that actually lead you to, to fulfill this mission of soul evolution in this lifetime. And I want to take a quick break. Uh, I want to play a, uh, a song by um, Michaela and Annika that I think you're going to enjoy because, and I think that the reason that I picked it is that it's, um, it's called ancient mother and, 
the theme here is about spiritual growth leading us to higher and higher levels of vibration and reunion with and connection with deity. And so that uh, this song spoke to me for tonight's conversation. And so this is Pagans Tonight Radio Network, where every night is Pagans Tonight. And I'm here with Dennis Dossett, Dr. Dennis Dossett. We're talking about past life past life work and conscious living, and I'm sure we'll go to a lot of other interesting places as we go here. So stay with me. We will be back in about two minutes, and please enjoy Amakela and Annika. I'm here. This is John Anastasio, your host, coming to you from Clinton, Washington. And I'm here with Dr. Dennis Dossett. And we are talking about uh, soul evolution and conscious living, among other things. And so we also have a caller who came on the line a little bit ago. uh, And her name is Lori. And she had a question and observations for Dennis. So, Lori, take it away. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on. So I had a question about conscious living, and I personally know Dennis, and so he was one of my mentors. So what's the difference between conscious living, kind of aligning yourself and going with the flow, and then kind of creating your own flow? Because here's where I'm at. Like, I'm, I'm testing all this, and do we really have lessons when we're creating our own flow? So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm, I'm in this beautiful space of like, oh, I'm really, I'm really creating all of this. So can you speak a little bit on that? Well, you're absolutely right. 
<laughs> you are creating this. In fact, everything that you've ever experienced in this lifetime is a product of your creation. If you're happy with your life, you're not happy with how your life has gone, well, guess who has some work to do? <laughs> yeah. And I notice things that kind of, sorry to cut you off, but I notice things that kind of come up now are things that I had thoughts about years ago. And when something like that happens and you're like, wait, I'm not in alignment with that thought anymore, like how do you kind of backtrack a little bit or can you or do you have to let it play out? Is that a tough I don't think there's a right to that. Uh, the fact is that it will play out one way or another. The question is whether it plays out with you being a passive observer or a uh, passive absorber of that energy or whether you're an active participant in uh, the process of your own growth. You're not the same person as you were years ago when those things first came up. And you have right. new perspective on it now because you're not the same person you were then. You weren't ready at that point to go to a deeper level of understanding. So, yeah, it seems like, gee, I've been over this ground before. Uh, well, it's now time to take another look at it and really to take another look at yourself. You know, Wayne Dyer used to say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I think he's wrong. I think when you change the way you look at things, you change. You come to it with different eyes. Whatever it is, it's just the same from one person to the next, but we all have different eyes. Mm-hmm. And so just two different people have, have different interpretations of the same event. You have a different event, a different interpretation of that event now than you did Ten years ago, five years ago, last year, last week, maybe even yesterday, there's been an energy shift, and that's that's why we're here. And I think for me what it does is it makes me even more intentional with my thought because I have to be careful. It's like I'm having a thought now. Am I going to want to have this play out in ten years? Because <laughs> I'm going to be very different in ten years. <laughs> mm-hmm. like well, well that is said a little while ago. Yeah, Dennis said a little while ago, one of the statements he made before the last break was uh, this very true and profound thought that thoughts create your reality, right? And so, yeah, that's a good question to ask. It's like, if, I, if I'm having thoughts that I really would not, that I don't, about things that I don't want to manifest, it would be a good idea to do something about my thinking. Yes. And that's, where, and that's where I'm at right now. I want to be very intentional and very focused and put spotlights on things that I really want. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, guess that's what I'm, I guess that's my question is, is like when things are manifesting, like how do you kind of unravel them, untie them, do you, and cut the cord and be like, okay, this isn't in alignment with who I am anymore? You can that tell by, You can tell by your emotional reaction. Hmm. If what you are thinking about uh, feels good, and I, uh, I I'd rather change that word because I can think of a couple of times when it would have felt so good to bust that guy in the chops. But wouldn't it have felt uplifting? Wouldn't it have felt uplifting? And I have to say, probably not. So if what you're thinking about feels good and feels uplifting, continue along that line until such time as something feels a little better. Then go with that. 
if whatever you're thinking about doesn't feel good or feels like uh, been there and done that and I, I don't think I can go back that way, great. Now you know what it is you don't want. Now you know what it is you got to stop thinking about because your thoughts will create your reality. Where you, what you're thinking about, where you put your attention, expands in your life. And one of the big problems most people have with the law of attraction is they spend so much time thinking about what they don't want. Well, all they're mm-hmm. doing is creating conditions to manifest more of that. The universe doesn't hear yep. your words. The universe hears your vibration. And the vibration is more and more and more of what I don't want. The universe says, oh, okay, if that's what you want, here you go. Welcome to it. So, so, it's almost, so it sounds like you can ask yourself, if you look at things, conditions in your life, and you say, you know, I really wish this weren't this way, to be thinking about it in terms of one of two things I'm getting from this conversation. One is, how is how have I manifested whatever this is not and i'm not blaming the victim here but how did i create the situation what was i thinking and when was i thinking it that led me to this place and that so that and that's sort of a this lifetime kind of question but the other thing is and this is where the past life regression work comes in right is that some of these things as i understand it are things that may be in our lives because of decisions we made many lifetimes ago and we have to we have to re we have to remake those decisions in many respects very little difference between this lifetime and previous lifetimes whatever except that for is, the great forgetting except for the great forgetting exactly right, um, right. and would you and you would, would you recommend sorry Dennis I'm sorry I didn't get you off I said, would you recommend kind of a a meditation or a ceremony or something to go back into that moment of that past version of myself and either send healing or more information to kind of go backwards and and say, hey, we don't really want this? <laughs> I think the answer to that is whatever floats your boat. <laughs> and here's why I say that. Uh, John and I uh, approach the same kinds of material from very different directions, and we arrive at very, very, very similar conclusions, if not identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We just have a different way of, of doing things. Uh, right. John likes to use the, the more traditional shamanic approach, uh, ceremony and so forth, and we know from the study of human culture that ceremony can be incredibly important. For other people, it's Ah, come on, give me a break. Uh, it doesn't mean that one is better than another. It only means that one approach is more appropriate for you than it is for somebody mm-hmm. else. They may right. appreciate a different way of dealing with it. So if, if what works for you, what, what feels comfortable and natural for you is to go into meditation, uh, then absolutely do that. Other people would say, oh, I've tried to meditate. Well, okay. And I would simply say, well, you're, we haven't talked about this. You're not allowing it to happen. You're, you're resisting. Mm. Yeah, we need to get into that. Mm-hmm. But the, um, the, the, thing, the thing about that that is really interesting, it reminds me of what Carlos Castaneda said about you need to find a path that for you has heart. Yes. You know, there are, all roads lead to the same place. Exactly. We're all on different paths together. 
We're all going to yeah. end up at the same place in our own good way, in our own good time, and not a minute sooner. <laughs> Great. Well, I appreciate yeah. you guys and your time. And so uh, I wrote down a path that has a heart, and that's a big one for me. So thank you so much for your answers. And I love you guys. So keep doing what you're doing. Love, love you too, Lori. You take care. Bye-bye. That was bye-bye. That was our caller, Lori, from from Texas, and that was kind of a delightful surprise. Sorry, what were you going to say, Dennis? She, uh, just before we came back on the air, she made a comment about uh, the only thing that goes uh, with the flow is the dead fish. I was was hoping she would come back to that. Uh, Right, right. Well, now we have. That was a good, that was good. The key there is the fish is dead. Fish is dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Going with the flow in conscious living is saying, look, I intend to make a better life and I can influence the quality of that future that I want to experience. Mm-hmm. But the way to do that is going with the flow as a practitioner of conscious living, not as a dead fish. Right, it's it's what Robert Fritz calls the path of least resistance. Yes, a dead fish is unconscious living. Conscious living is exactly the opposite. Mm -hmm. But both both have to do with going with the natural flow of universal energies. Right, and you you talked in the book. So let's talk about those three practices because I think they they get to it really well. Um, That the three practices that lead to soul evolution, uh, alignment, and then balance and allowing. And so let's talk about those. Since since alignment, as you say in the book, is the purpose for the rest, then let's start with that one. Well, alignment with what? The purpose of life is soul evolution. Or another way of putting it is to take the opportunity to learn to be a better version of ourselves. Uh, alignment with higher self, uh, all it is, uh, God, uh, soul, whatever resonates with you, because there are no right answers and there are no wrong answers to that, because we all have our own understanding, but you get the general idea. Alignment with the best version you can imagine for yourself, best version of yourself you can imagine. That is the objective. Um, If if we think about, uh, and so many people do, life is a, a battle, a war. Uh, it's a war between the higher self and the lower self. And when you go to battle, you better have an objective. You better have very clearly in mind what it is you want, and you better keep that in mind. Think of it, if you will, as uh, a target, uh, a pole star, a guide. Uh, if in your mind, the target, the objective is somewhere off towards your left, and you're shooting all of your arrows of energy and effort somewhere off toward the right, you're never going to hit the target. Mm-hmm. It's important to have the target always in mind. That's where we right. want to go. That's the purpose of life, is to become a better version of ourselves. There's a, mm-hmm. an old song from the uh, Civil Rights era, uh, keep your eyes on the prize. The same mm-hmm. idea. Even though we have to go through all this other stuff to get there, keep your eyes on the prize, or you're going to wander off course, and you'll never get where you want to go. 
So that's right. the first thing. And so, yeah. And then balance. Tell, tell me about balance. Well, you can't completely align with higher self until you have your life energies largely balanced. Not perfectly balanced, but largely balanced. All kinds of life energies. Patanjali talked about the four subtle bodies, the spiritual body, the mental body, the emotional body, the etheric body, which is the blueprint for the physical mm-hmm. body. Well, your thoughts, your emotions, your body has to be ready for this battle. Mm-hmm. And that's the strategy. You achieve alignment by getting these energies in balance. Physically, that's taking good care of yourself. Nutrition, yep. rest, a balance of work and play, balanced mm-hmm. emotions, balanced thoughts. And then you begin to get to the point where when these things are all in balance, alignment just kind of naturally follows suit. You fall into mm-hmm. it. You have it in right. mind, but you're not obsessed with it. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. Mm-hmm. That has to do with, with not allowing, which we'll get to in, in just a moment. Um, yep. But the natural outcome of balance is alignment with higher self. We're built mm-hmm. that way. How do you achieve balance? That's the strategy in this war. How do you achieve balance? Well, that's the battle tactics. Mm-hmm. The most the moment what you do and what you don't do. Mm-hmm. It's called allowing. Allowing what? Allowing your life energies to flow unhindered. Unhindered mm-hmm. by uh, demands. It's got to be blue. It has to happen by next Tuesday. Uh, if it mm-hmm. isn't this soul, then I can't be happy with any other. For mm-hmm. example. Um, it's demanding that things be a certain way. And what happens is we make it more difficult for the universe to bring about energetically the conditions that will manifest what it is we want. Through it's our own resistance. It's, yes, it's important to tell the universe, this is what I desire. I need this. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between desires and needs. There's outlandish desires. Uh, and then there's realistic desires, primarily focused on needs. Uh, mm-hmm. What can I do with this that would benefit not only me, but the culture, mankind, spirit mm-hmm. in general, right? That's keeping your eyes on the prize. When your efforts, moment-to-moment tactics, are focused in the right direction, alignment, and you do things that keep things in balance, like going with the flow, but consciously, not as a dead fish, mm-hmm. then you are allowing those energies to flow quite naturally. Now, it's important to do all these things simultaneously. Mm-hmm. If you start from the bottom up and just go with allowing, and you're not pointed in, in an appropriate direction, you're never going to get there. Right. And if anything is going to throw the whole works into disarray, it's resistance, not allowing the energy to flow naturally. That throws you out of balance mm-hmm. and boom, you're immediately you're not in alignment. So that's, right. that's the most important part. That's why I have it as the foundation. If you think of a pyramid, alignment is at the yep. top, balance is that middle layer, and the bottom is, is allowing. The tactics, mm-hmm. giving the energy, which help to achieve the objective. And I'm sorry, so say that, that again? The tactics, allowing, 
uh, or the strategy, mm-hmm. even to balance the strategy for achieving alignment, the objective. Right. That's awesome. So, and so th- this is really the point of, of your work, is it not? Yes, it has grown into that, uh, simply because I have grown into that. I have been yeah. a student of uh, uh, spirit for, uh, oh, let's see, uh, six, six plus decades. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not the same person I used to be. I have grown. Right. I like to think I have grown at any rate. I know I've got a lot of growing yet to do in certain areas of my life. No, but don't we all? I have a, a, uh, a roadmap that kind of works for me. I don't claim mm-hmm. that it would work for everybody. But it's not a bad place to start on the beginning of your own journey. Well, and then if people want to find that, this is what you need. Mm-hmm. So if people wanted to get in touch with you and work with you or, or had questions for you, now you do work over distance as well as in person, right? Yes, I do. Okay. And how would people get a hold of you? Well, the best way at this point, um, uh, com is not up and running yet. It will be hopefully before too often long. But the best way is healyourheart.co, not .com. That's not a typographical error. It's dot .co. Heal your heart, all one word, dot .co. Heal your heart, dot .co. Yes. You asked me one time, John, uh, heal your heart. Is that, is that, uh, what led to that choice? Well, the heart chakra is the balance point of the chakra system. It is the only chakra that is directly linked to each of the four subtle bodies. Uh, mm. In terms of how human beings operate, we are creatures of emotion, feeling, the heart chakra, far more than we are the brain. Right. Uh, two Nobel Prizes uh, have been awarded on the basis of research that shows that over and over and over again. We used to tell my students at the university, you know, we are not logically rational decision makers. We are psychological decision makers. We're biased and distorted systematically mm-hmm. in ways that make us help to make us feel better about ourselves. But it also mm-hmm. can lead to, to uh, decisions that are not very effective. Um, yeah. But that, that's the normal state of most of humanity. And I would call that unconscious living. We're driven primarily by subconscious emotions, subconscious mm-hmm. thoughts. In conscious living, the driver is your conscious thoughts because we realize who we are and that it's our job to take control of our life rather than being controlled yep. by our life. Yeah, well, Dennis, i got to ask you, we're at the end of our agreed hour, but we, ha- we do have more time, uh, and we're on, we've got a caller on the line now. Um, so let's, um, let's do this. So can you talk a little bit about your practice and the kinds of techniques that you use? Sure. Um, a lot of times people come and they want to have a, a reading. I say, well, if you're looking for a reading like you probably are, I may or may not be your guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm an intuitive counselor primarily uh, and a, uh, an energy healer. I use a variety of different healing modalities, and I do that because different strokes are different folks. 
And sometimes in the middle of a session, we'll switch over to a different healing modality because it, it seems to be more appropriate at that moment in time for what that client needs. Uh, uh-huh. But it always comes with some learning. Uh, and you, know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Um, I can provide an opportunity for that, but whether people actually partake of it, well, that's their choice. That's their free mm-hmm. will. It has to be that way. Uh, right. Because if, if I say, this is the only way to do it, I'm trying to control you. And it, I can tell you, there's karma for that. And <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, people can find out the specifics. We've lost our caller, unfortunately. Uh, people can find out the specifics of kind of the techniques that you use and the things that, that you have found to be helpful by going to your website. And um, I will sort of reiterate that as I close things up. But, Dennis, um, any thoughts, any parting thoughts you want to share before we uh, before we go tonight? Yes. I think this kind of gets back to some of what uh, Lori was, was asking about. Uh, should, should she do some kind of meditation, some kind of ceremony or something? Uh, whatever you do, remember that the ultimate lesson, this is the gospel according to Dossett now, the ultimate lesson we have to learn is unconditional love. And charity begins at home. If we don't learn to love ourselves unconditionally, and in warts and all, we recognize that we are not perfect, but we recognize that we're really trying, genuinely trying to become better versions of ourselves and learn how to cut yourself a little bit of slack. Because until you learn to forgive yourself, you can't forgive anybody else. Until you learn to love yourself as a soul on the path, rather than this physical body with uh, all the aches and pains and, 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 and then all that other stuff, why people think that life is a four-letter word, um, you go nowhere. Where you're trying to go mm-hmm. is to become a better version of yourself. If you're looking for perfection, you're on the wrong planet. That's okay. We have all the time in eternity to get where we need to go in our own good way, in our own good time. Love yourself. That that is awesome, Dennis. And I want to thank you so much for your time tonight. Um, it's a always pleasure. a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, well, same here. You bet. And I hope when uh, when your book, which is what is, what is the working title of your book now? Uh, well, actually, there's three books, Con- right. Dancing with the Energy, and uh, hopefully before too awfully long, in the next few months, there'll be a website called Dancing with the Energy. Book one is The Foundations of Conscious Living, some of which we've been talking about tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Book two has to do with the energies of conscious living, some of which we've talked about tonight. And book three has to do with Dancing with the Energy, uh, which is conscious living in daily life. Wonderful. So it's a three-volume set, sounds like. It will be, yes. It'll probably be coming out in about six-month intervals. Uh, and I hope the first one will be out uh, sometime in the spring quarter. Sounds great. Well, I'd love to have you back and have you talk about that. So thank you again, Dennis, for being here. It's, it's, it's been a wonderful hour for me. Uh, and I hope no, people have gotten a lot out of it. I'm quite sure they have. Thank you so much. Okay, Dennis. Well, you take care of yourself. You too, my friend. 
All right. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So here we are at the end of. I hope you've enjoyed your time here on Reclaiming Your Sacred Path on Pagans Tonight Radio Network, where every night is Pagans Tonight. I'm your host, John Anastasio, and I want to thank you for spending your time. I hope you've Brightest and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is pagan tonight.